Welcome to June's podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm a cinema curator here at Watershed. In Cannes, film is not a matter of life and death. It somehow seems more important than that. To reword the legendary football manager Bill Shankly. I can see why he coined the phrase, because at that particular moment in time, whether it is a football match or seeing a film, when all attention is focused, it seems that nothing is more important. The difference, though, is where the film can transport you to, whose story it tells. An odyssey through austerity America, a French teenage girl seduced into travelling to Syria, or a Finnish boxer who chooses a woman over a title fight. The whole experience of Cannes is like the film business itself. The patina of excess and glamour, yet disarmingly and paradoxically, producing work of social critique, political urgency and sublime beauty. Where else could Ken Loach's simple yet powerful story of austerity Britain, I, Daniel Blake, or Christian Mungu's moral maze of contemporary Romania be watched by the tuxed and the glad-ragged and win prizes? The impact of the awards, however, is that these films will get more widely noticed and as a consequence, hopefully seen by more people. Bear in mind that the average Hollywood blockbuster has a marketing spend of circa $20 million. This year felt like a vintage. Of the 30 films I saw, I only walked out of three, which is a low ratio compared to previous years. The remaining 27 were either filmmakers who are clearly on the top of their game and making urgent, engaged and or moving films, Ken Loach, Andre Arnold, the Dardenne brothers, Pedro Almodovar, or films which shifted gear and took you in a deliciously unexpected direction. Two Lovers and a Bear and Raw are perfect examples. Or films which were interesting, dispiriting even, to see how previously admired directors have taken a stumble. Olivier Assayas's Personal Shopper and Bruno Dumont's La Moute being cases in point. Here then are some observations and reflections. Melodrama is back. Following the success of Todd Haynes' Douglas Sirk-infused Carol last year, it was good to see melodrama swoon back into the competition with Almodovar's Julieta and Nicole Garcia's From the Land of the Moon. Both films transport us with effortless ease and in Juliet's case, breathless pace into a cinematic landscape where female sexuality breaks the social order and the familial web is spun which has unforeseen consequences further down the years. In both films it was refreshing to see how the elegance and sweep of the visual style belied the unfolding intense emotional turmoil. Cinema as a moral maze. The Dardenne brothers specialise in finely tuned philosophical arguments which incrementally draw the viewer in, slowly revealing the repercussions of characters' actions. They take small, everyday detail and enlarge into a wider critique of society and individual responsibility. The unknown girl starts with an unanswered door knock in a doctor's surgery after hours. The resulting inaction has tragic consequences and a detective-like crime movie reveals as much about the local neighbourhood as it does about the motives of the protagonist. It may well be the Dardenne's most accessible film to date, complete even with a car chase, albeit at a modest pace. Similarly, Christian Mungu's graduation shows the pervasive everyday corruption in Romanian life through a father trying to ensure his daughter gets her grades so that she might get a university education, ironically abroad in the UK. 
It is a heartfelt reflection on the post-Ceausescu generation, who thought life would be better, but find themselves compromised by the same corruption in pursuit of what they see as the next generation's betterment. Poetry and a talking bear. Patterson was a brilliant reminder of how potent Jim Jarmusch can be in his observations of the simplicities of a local neighbourhood. This one being Patterson, New Jersey, seen through the eyes of local bus driver and poet Patterson, played by Adam Driver. This was a film I wanted to live in, not something I've felt since Vim Vendor's Wings of Desire. I wanted to ride the bus that Patterson drove round the town Patterson, drop into the bar where Patterson walks his dog to every evening and sit by the falls reading William Carlos Williams' epic poem, Patterson. In Canadian film Two Lovers and a Bear, when the polar bear started talking, yes, you heard that correct, I was all for collecting my bag and leaving. However, something made me wait, and by the end of the film, I wanted the talking polar bear to have a film of his own. Sometimes cinema can make you think that. The cinema of dissent, a term referred to by Ken Loach in his Palm Door acceptance speech, and which is encapsulated in Ken Loach's career, but also I suspect he was referring to all those filmmakers from around the world and over the short history of film who have used the medium to address social and political issues. One of Loach's first films, Cathy Come Home, made in mid-1960s for the BBC, brought the issue of homelessness into a wider public sphere and political debate. It will be interesting to see if over 50 years later, the new Loach film, I, Daniel Blake, will have a similar public and political impact. It certainly deserves to. Some, if not all of these films, will appear at Watershed over the coming months. That's all for this month.